podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. Good to have you with us once again, gang. Our week three review show. I am Mike in the house and one or two things to deep dive into. Incidentally, before we get down to business, week four coming into view, which can mean only one thing, literally only one thing. Our listener show league, courtesy of DraftKings, competition prize for week four for the free to enter contest, hospitality tickets for Jags Broncos at Wembley. Whoever comes top of the leaderboard in that competition gets the tickets. Simple as that. So head on over. The link is in the show notes. We pinned it on Twitter as well at the NC Show. Join the league. Get involved with the competition. We've got great prizes all season long. Right then. Week three review. Let's roll. I'm Mike. I know it's Monday morning, but I want you to go with me for a moment uh, to a dystopian future. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah, t- Tuesday morning. <laughs> Picture, if you will, Mike, go with me. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question on the back of this. There is uh a ration on entertainment and pleasure. You're only allowed one thing to watch and one thing only, right? Are right. you choosing for the rest of your life or just for the day? For the rest of your life. Are okay. you gonna choose a beach in Thailand with the sun setting, the ripple of the water the sound echoing in your ears or ken dorsey smashing up his coach's booth (laughs) you can only pick one picture yourself in a booth in the (laughs) stadium (laughs) with tangerine coaches and fire red eyes if you want you could have the butt punt as well you could pick one of one of those three yeah lucy and sky Moore with diamonds (laughs) well 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 when they offer nfl studies as a degree iron mike which i'm sure that is coming (laughs) that is coming soon with professor iron mike carlson as your tutor it will the final exam paper include the question butt punt or butt bubble well, do you know, I, I, somebody put up a butt fumble that Dalvin Cook made mm. yesterday right. and said that they've already been like three butt fumbles this season, mm. which no one notices, I guess, because it's not primetime games like a Thursday night on Thanksgiving kind mm. of butt fumble game. <laughs> but but I looked at the video of, of and it is a butt fumble by Cook um, for sure. But I, I don't know the the butt punt, you know. What was was an awesome play um, <laughs> yes, because because when you've only got eleven yards on the snap and kick, you would think the protector would understand he can't back up mm. <laughs> a step. You had one and, job, yeah, Blake Ferguson. Um, and, and you know, th- there's there there's a couple of interesting things about it though. Um, you know, one of course is the whole situation would never occur have occurred if Josh Allen hadn't short armed that throw on fourth and goal to mm-hmm. Isaiah McKenzie mm-hmm. for, for no apparent reason. He's he's throwing McKenzie's wide open and he throws the ball, you know, a bounce pass, kind of kind of like a Michael Vick um mm-hmm. kind of throw. So so there's that. Then the second one is while they're kicking, I'm I'm thinking, and I wish I was doing commentary because nobody says it before. During or after. Well, that's why you're here, Ryan, Mike, to tell yeah. the world. Um, now, what, what's your strategy here? Obviously, you're rushing the punter. Mm-hmm. But do you really want the safety? 
because, as Morstead proved, once you get the kickoff, I mean, often, you know, often teams kick off or, or punt on, on that um, on the uh, free kick. Mm-hmm. He put it 70 some odd yards back, mm-hmm. you know, so you're starting you're starting way back. Now, the advantage, obviously, is that you get the um, you get the chance to win the game with a field goal. But if you get a bad punt, you probably get the ball inside the 40 needing a touchdown mm-hmm. at that point. So I, I'm thinking now here, here's a strategic, you know, strategic. Um, yeah. What does the book say? It's a really interesting you, point. You yeah, can't, which you you can't assume there's going to be a safety, you know, sure. but if you block the punt, you almost have to assume that rather than a touchdown, you're going to get a safety because, right. you know, it, where else anyway, are we all going to go? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. What, so what, what do you think is preferable then? I mean, it, I, I, I'm of, I'm of two minds. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't decide in the moment, but it was mm. something that I would have thought coaches might've, might've been thinking about, you know, yeah. um, because the, the, the rush, but it also depends as long as you don't have sky Moore back, um, <laughs> you know, backfielding the pot. What are they doing? This is not a, this punt returning is not a learn on the job occupation right it's not like hey you want to return but come on <laughs> and you well, know yeah, i presume that I wasn't mean, his twice, first time i might yeah it, it was as bad as um as the panthers against the giants last mm. week where you know they twice they fumbled a kickoff and then they fumbled again inside the 10 and gave the giants six points you know mm. they, everyone's talking about how did indianapolis beat kansas city well they lost by three points and and yeah. sky Moore basically handed them 10 well, sure, exactly. And they were too clever for their own good. We're going to talk about, we'll lead off with with both of those uh, games then, the the Bills, Finns uh, and the Chiefs, Colts. Because going into week three, we thought that, most people thought anyway, that the Bills and the Chiefs were demonstrably the best teams uh, that we've seen so far, right? That's what this revolution yeah, is telling you. Absolutely. <laughs> Myself included. They like between them and everyone else, and they both lose. So what do we know? But more importantly... Do you feel, looking at the the broader spectrum, there's more parity, even more parity in the NFL than usual this year? In a sense, yes. I'm not sure the teams are, are as equal as the development of play is equal. I think that for some reason, in, which has to do with the the one less exhibition game and mm-hmm. the lack of contact um, in preseason practices, we've had, I can't swear that there have been more injuries, but... Um, I just have the, the sense that there are more injuries and lots of them are lineman injuries, which which to me speak of not, you know, getting getting um, fully, fully game fit. Um, offenses are always or usually behind defenses early in the season, but they're, they're really behind at this point, which speaks to me of not having enough quality reps with the offense to get timing and, and, and stuff like that down. So, yeah, I think part of this parody is, is a sort of enforced thing. And in, in the case of Miami, um, you know, who, who are unbeaten right now, that your two unbeaten teams are Miami and Philadelphia with the giants having a chance to do, to become the third tonight. Um, Philadelphia is not as surprising as it would seem, um, and they've got and and they and Miami both have relatively easy schedules, mm. you know, going down for the next two, two months or so. So, you know, they, you could see them really inserting themselves into the top level of teams. Um, but in Miami's case, you've seen the Patriots sort of melt down in the in the fourth quarter against them, you know, not be able to finish the game. Um 
due to the heat, I think up in Baltimore, it's a different story. But, you know, mm-hmm. they, they basically they're still a team that if they can hang in games, they can beat you late because they're, they've got that big play capability. Mm. Um, you know, they got one big play against the Patriots who kept Tyreek Hill pretty much in check, mm. you know, gave him a lot of shorter catches. But what, what you saw, what you saw yesterday was almost rope a dope. Um, the bills, the bills, and I've got it. I re- the bills had 90 plays offensively mm. in that game. Time possession insane. was what, twice yeah. as much? It was 40-40 to yeah. 19-20. I wow. mean, more than wow. two to one. Yeah. They um, they had twice as many first downs. Mm. The Bills had more first downs than the Niners and the Broncos combined. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that. by the end of the game, no one on the Bills could move. Sure. The, the bad, the, 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 the skill position guys were cramping up like crazy. You know, well, you know I want to talk about that, the Miami D in particular, because and we were discussing this before we started recording the limitations of red zone, right? And, and recording this show on a Monday red zone has uh, its merits, but it is a thousand miles an hour and it's very difficult to determine nuance and deep dive. It's very nature means obviously it cuts away just when you're looking at it and there's a lot yeah. of ground to cover. So that's always, uh, that's always a, a consideration here, but, uh, and we were in the studio and it was red zone central, right? So uh, that was the limitation that I had along with the, the highlights I watched this morning. But the one thing that kept hitting me, no pun intended, was just how cohesive and hard hitting the Miami D looked like. I mean, Melvin Ingram was a man possessed. That Wilkins hit on Dawson Knox was a thing of beauty. But across the board, it looked like well, the tackling was at a different level. I thought the best player in the game was Javon Holland. Yes, right. I, I just thought he had a blinder of a game. Yeah. And, and he was everywhere. You know, yeah. Howard Howard did his usual. It, it, he drives me crazy because he just doesn't draw flags the way he should. Mm. Um, you know, he got bored and he got bored and, and um, went in head first on his teammate. I'm one, I'm one, right, play. Right. you know, unnecessarily, mm. <laughs> but he just decided to, you know, yeah. to throw himself in because, mm. yeah. Um, but yes, the Miami defense and because they were, they were sort of, they still had juice at the yeah. end of the game really? and Buffalo's offensive line and, you know, was, was looking as bad as, as their backs and receivers were. Um, yeah. I think that that's a, it's a really good point. Um, Baker had a really good game for them too. The, yeah. the line, the linebacker, yeah. um, so that that made them more effective, but the the real problem besides the heat and the wear down was that you know when I was picking games on Wednesday, I said the Bills Miami's really interesting because Miami's strength, which is the hitting the 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 big play, they don't have a consistent offense, but they have mm. a big play offense, and the Bills strength, one of the Bills strengths is that their defense, the the McDermott defense, is designed not to allow that. They mm-hmm. you, they play an awful lot of deep zone. Uh, they have two safeties who can you know both that you can in effect interchangeable as strong and free you know mm-hmm. as they want, and they don't allow many big plays. Now, of course, as soon as I say that, Micah Hyde goes out for the season. Yeah, Poyer goes Poyer's out um, <laughs> yeah. a game time you know kind of kind of decision. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, two rookies starting at the corners. You know the fact that Miami couldn't make more of that. Mm-hmm. Is is really what surprises me about that game, um, and in and in the end, you know, I'm, and I, I sound like. But I'm in the taking, end, it was key. That's a great point you yeah. make because that that last drive, Tua gets the headlines last week for the six touchdowns, but the final touchdown drive where he hit Waddle twice with big. That's that really came out to play, didn't it? The the the, yeah. the, the secondary was banged up, and that's where they struck him. 
Yeah, and that that that's exactly right. And and I'm not trying to take anything away from Miami because you know this is the game they play, and they played mm. it, they played it very well. Um, you know, as I said, Buffalo could have sealed the game if Allen hits McKenzie on that fourth and goal. Yeah, um, it was there. Um, how he didn't how he didn't hit it, I I don't know. But if Miami's not, you know. If Miami's not the best, one of the three best teams now in the AFC, which I'm not convinced they are, they're mm. certainly a threat to win any game they go into. Right. Yes, yeah, a great and that, point. And and that's that's kind of what my takeaway at this point. And I'm starting to think that, apart from being an obnoxious Yaley, as most Yaleys are, that Mike McDaniel is a pretty smart coach. <laughs> yeah. You know, he really he really gives the impression that as an 18-year-old parking lot attendant, he really knows what he's doing. Mm. Um, you know, on, on the sideline. You know, parking that he's lot, in I, charge. I see him got a video shot. Well, yeah, I think maybe record store. I see him got a yeah. record yeah. store kind of kid. The, you know what I liked about one thing he did yesterday in the in the whirlwind of of, of red zone that I clocked. It's actually Ben, I was in the studio with Ben and he clocked it. That they Yet they, when they had to call a timeout, otherwise there would have been a delay of game. And inevitably the comms were like, oh, really? Two has got to get on the same page and and laying into him. And oh, th- which is very much uh, a theme right now with Hackett and, and Wilson, obviously in Denver as well. And uh, this seems to, to be reoccurring. McDaniel, they cut to him calling the timeout uh, and then apologizing straight away to his to his players, just saying that's on me. It was my my bad. Like, straight away stepped up and took, took the hit, which uh, if you compare, you know, that, to Urban Meyer, his diametric opposites. I, uh, I there were a couple like... of weird timeouts in this game. The, mm. there, there was a timeout called by a tackle after the play had started. I didn't and, see that. And yeah. they did a Mike Pereira kind of analysis where, you know, if you do these things simultaneously, which is what they did the week before when A.J. Terrell, they they wanted to examine him about concussion. Mm. So they call a timeout just as a touchdown is being scored in prayer. Yes, oh, well, right. you know, when it's simultaneous with the snap. No, it was simultaneous <laughs> with the ball in the air going to the guy who's going to score a touchdown. Not quite um, simultaneous. But they're speaking- calling they're calling delay of game mm. a lot more. Mm. Um they're, they're calling it on the zero rather than waiting to see the zero and then look and call it sometimes, not always, because mm. no one, no NFL refereeing is ever consistent, you know, God um, forbid. between referees. But Speaking I, tweeted, of concussion, I uh, tweeted at one point, I wish someone would once smile at me the way Jerome Boger smiles when he calls a delay. Of <laughs> um, speaking of, of concussion, interesting situation with Tua because I he was, wasn't concussed. It was a back injury. I was stunned. He came back. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And now neither can I. This morning, this morning, NFL PA, or it's being reported on NFL.com, the NFL PA is investigating, uh, initiating an investigation into the handling of two is concussion evaluation during Sunday's game against the Bills. I mean, how on earth was he allowed back in that game? Uh, well, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. One is concussion protection. Obviously, it didn't seem to be there. You know, if you get hit so hard that you take three steps and fall over. Um, you know, secondly, this is football. And all those guys over the years who said, oh, no, I'm OK to play. You know, and then twenty years later, you know, yeah. su- are suffering dementia. That that's what Tua did. He played well. You know, it, yeah. it's like it's like the immediate effect passes, and and it's and the cumulative effect is what they're trying to legislate. But if they let the immediate effect 
take precedence. It's that's this is always going to be a problem now. They're and they're saying that he had a back injury. That was mm. what I mean, I've never seen anybody fall like that because of oh, a back injury. I, and I've one, got absolutely yeah. not. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, so, and okay, Tua, what's your what's your name? <laughs> okay, it's fine. He's it sounds like <laughs> one. What's next? Tua. That's it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Do you remember that story Jim Kelly told us about concussion? Yeah, when he said. But if we have, I don't know if we told on the pod before or not, but uh, that's, it's a great story to tell anyway. Jim Kelly was doing a show with me and Mike and the great Jim Kelly, of course. And uh, great Jim Kelly. concussion came up and he said there was one game in particular where he finally got yanked, which was a rare occurrence, of course, back in the 80s, for, to Mike's point. Uh, finally got yanked from the game because uh, Thurman Thomas ran over to the sidelines and said, you got to get you got to get Jim out of there. Why? He's just called the same play five times. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator. <laughs> no, sorry, no, I'm, I'm being cruel. Maybe Matt Patricia was the offensive coordinator. Did you see when they put up the stat about the Patriots? If they're in shotgun, they pass 86% of the time. And if they're under center, they run 88, like 79% of the time. It's like, Matt, play action <laughs> it's like joe judge knows action and matt patricia knows play action play. they haven't actually talked to each other and they get that by week eight and everything that's wrong with mac jones mm. is is to me immediately attributable to the fact he doesn't seem to have a quarterback's coach he's making terrible decisions he's mm. not seeing things you know mm. and if they're going to depend on mac jones to be a scrambler to to win games then you might as well you know, mail the season in now. Well, let's talk about, let's go there now. We'll come back to the Chiefs Colts. Let's go, let's go to Ravens Patriots. Okay. Belichick versus Lamar is always fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Say the Belichick versus, versus Harbaugh. To me, you know, it's like Harbaugh is one of the few guys who, if you think Belichick's a real jerk and stuff and you hate him, you know, you ought to consider Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. What about this guy? But, uh, but Harbaugh is funny, at least. Um, yeah. I, and and he did. Belichick, I thought hang they on. Did Belichick's, a, Belichick's funny. What are you talking about? He's dry. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Belichick's funny. At least. No, Belichick's dry. dry. Dryly. But this was but, Matt Judon Ball, you know, and it Matt was the Judon, Judon Ball. Didn't, didn't play a, play a huge role in it. I, th I thought they did actually a pretty good job of of keeping Lamar under control. The yeah. idea is to not let him go like with Tyree kill against Miami. The idea is mm. not to let him beat you go on big. big plays make, but, but he played really well. Mm. Um, and, and of course, you know, the running is, is always going to, is always going to hurt you. It was really Devin Duver Duvernay's. Yeah. Play. What a season he's having. Yeah. That, that hurt, that hurt them more. And, and, but mostly it was their own in, ability to take advantage. You know, they took, they got turnovers, then he turned it back over. Mm. Um, they had stupid penalties again. They get in the, Mac Jones has thrown four interceptions this season. Mm -hmm. All four have been intended for Devonte Parker. Yeah. Parker had a great game Big until game. you got in the red zone. Mm. And then he got knocked off his route in the red zone and, and, and Jones who was under pressure and, and going backwards on his back foot through this, you know, sure interception into the, and this is what it's what happened against Miami Parker got, you know, he let Howard beat him up and Howard got called once and, and didn't get called once. And I, yeah, I don't that know. That could get ironed out though. I mean, the, the two have played Hope, three games. Hopefully. With each other, it right? might get ironed out if Kendrick Bourne plays more. What's Nelson going on Aguilar yeah, why made Kendrick another 
Another. I don't know. We no one knows. It, mm. it it seems to be some kind of personality thing. Yeah. Character issue. Uh, Nelson Aguilar made another big play and then did a Nelson Aguilar. You know, yeah. and didn't, <laughs> didn't really protect the ball. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. I'm not being too harsh on him because he did make a big play the week before. And, you know, and that um, play that when Kyle Hamilton, he was the rookie, got burned last week, yeah. of course, punched yeah. it out. And and Marlon Humphrey again. They seem to have him obviously with Peters too. These, these big play clutch time players. I know that your Peters especially is a kind of boomer boom bust, bust kind yeah. of quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Quarterback. yeah, yeah. Um, um, Hamilton, it shows you what Hamilton is good at. Mm. You know, it's kind of like a nutshell illustration. If you take, he's not a deep safety. Mm. He's a hybrid safety linebacker. You know, he's, he's, he's a strong safety. He's, he's a guy you can put in various roles. Cause what was he doing? He was, he was pursuing. Mm. You know, he, um, it wasn't a play he made as a safety. It was a play he made in in pursuit, you know, yeah. which is what you're supposed to do, you know, and, um, and and it's a mark of a good player. So, you know, I think he'll he'll find his role in mm. Baltimore, you know, and they'll go to more keeping him sort of in nearer the box mo- most of the time, maybe maybe covering tight ends man to man. That kind mm. of thing, but not not as a deep safety mm. uh, responsible for speedy and for speedsters. Uh, impressive rebound from collectively from the Baltimore D this week. Yeah. You think about what happened last time that, out. It was a good game. You know, I mean, it wasn't a pretty game, but it, mm. it was a really fascinating one. It, it, it had a lot of back and forth, you know, and and um, a lot of a lot of good play up front, which is is the thing you uh, I really makes me you know happy when you when you see that. On to the Colts Chiefs then, and you, you've suggested that the uh, the Chiefs threw this game away. You also said this is something we were chatting about talking uh, on Red Zone before we started recording. That how did you put it? If you were just watching Red Zone, you'd, you you would have yeah, Chiefs had you would have assumed they won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought the most interesting thing about the game actually was the halftime thing where where Eric Bieniemy didn't mm. they had they had what eighteen seconds or whatever, but didn't want to go for it and. and Mahomes wanted to throw downfield and yeah. Eric Bieniemy didn't. Then they got into an argument. A mm. um, lot of coach player arguments in the first three weeks of the season, which which goes back to my point about things not being fully worked out in preseason. Or do but, you think um, that's more than that? Andy had to separate them. And again, my my tweet at the time was, no, Patrick, Eric's not the Bieniemy. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Do you think it's more than that, though, more than the fractious start to the season and because of the preseason? That is this is it player power coming more into play? We're just going to see that's more, a good, more of this. That's a good point. You know, especially with star quarterbacks, mm. you don't see Joe, you know, you didn't see Joe Flacco kind of um, <laughs> Joe <you know>. Flacco. <laughs> Knock, yeah. knocking it off, knocking off the, uh, the offensive coordinator. If they have one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I thought, you know, Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan has turned into a combination of, of, uh, Philip Rivers immobi- immob- immobility yeah. and Carson Wentz's bad decision making. <laughs> it sounds like a perfect combination. And, and you know, but but yeah, but credit to him. You know, when they had the chance, uh, they yeah. were able to pull it out. And Kansas City, I um, also used a lot of pressure. Um, and and again, blitzing blitzing is a good tactic when when nothing not nothing else is working, but when everything isn't in, in perfect harmony with mm. all the phases of your defense. So the blitz can cover up a lot a, a, a lot of problems. But they also held Jonathan Taylor under yeah. under control, which is a big you know you you almost want to force Indianapolis to to be throwing 
not from play action, you know, to, to put them into to third and longs and mm. um, not that you don't want everybody in third and long, but, but it, it's more effect, effective that way. Um, the Chiefs obviously had the, the, the cute fake uh, field goal that with a backfired Kelsey missed yeah. a, dropped an absolute dolly that could have closed it, closed it off. So we've got to, got to temper this, this defeat with the, with the context of that, or put that in into context, but with the Colts and the fight they showed Matt Ryan's been under fire and he, and he clearly has aged quickly. Do you think that that is ultimately going to be too big, uh, too insurmountable a problem for them to put a, a serious playoff run together? Sort of. Um, you know, that division's still up for grabs, but Tennessee this week showed, you know, signs of life. Right. Um, Burks getting involved is is a big plus for them. You know, the replacement for um, for AJ Brown and um, and getting D- Derrick Henry. Rolling. into gear is an, mm. is another is another big one um so so you have to keep them i think jacksonville's the real is the is a real serious um contender now mm. you know it just shows what getting a coach can do to to a football team um and mm. uh and what and getting someone who knows quarterbacks uh, you know I, I did a piece last summer no the summer before the summer before when urban meyer was hired mm. tracing his his um, handling of quarterbacks as a college coach. And the interesting thing was he did better at every stop with the quarterbacks he inherited than the ones that he recruited. Right. He, he, he was recruiting guys who played uh, who, who he thought would fit a style of play he wanted, which was, which was a mobile option kind of offense. He wanted big, strong quarterbacks. Um, and, but he did better with, with, um, guys like Alex Smith and, mm-hmm. and you know who we inherited and Leak and who we inherited at Florida and you know and and famously he let Joe Burrow among others go um, from from Ohio State so you know and and we talked about I think I talked about it on the BBC um, before the the Jacksonville game last year um, at, in London mm. um, because Trevor Lawrence was not getting any improvement. He was not getting any real coaching. He, mm. You know, he was not getting help in the sense that you knew you had a crap offensive line. So you needed to help him out, you know, in a number of ways. And, and Travis Etienne was, was hurt. Um, and uh, James Robinson, for some reason, Urban Meyer didn't think James, Robinson, James Robinson didn't fit what he's doing. So, you know, there's Doug Peterson. He said, James Robinson can really run. Let's use him. And and wow, you know, he, he had a good game. Um, Trevor Lawrence has looked like the quarterback he was supposed to be coming out of college. Um, I think he's, you know, a good way of describing him is kind of Joe Burrow-esque. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're similar in, in a lot of ways. And their defense, which is not all that different personnel-wise, um, from what they had, you know, they they added um, um, a local from Atlanta, the Yale the Yale kid. But mm. but I mean, it's he's the same type of player. They drafted Lloyd, so they they have two new fast linebackers back there. But you know, but the defense is playing is playing really well, and it's coaching, it's it's attention mm. um, to detail or, or whatever. So I'm not sure they're. I'm not sure in the end they're going to make the the long run because I'm not sure the receiving talent. Is going is going well, to be. I don't know. There. You say that. I mean, Christine Kirk. We talked about him, of course. It, Kirk stepped up. Yeah, yeah, and a smart buy. They paid big because they had to. But he's had a big season so far, I think. And Zay Jones had a couple of big plays as well. Marvin Jones got in the mix. So yeah, but yeah. Zay and Marvin are. Mm, 
on paper they are they're, 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 yeah. they're contributing parts yeah, yeah i mean kirk yeah, yeah. kirk really does does need to step up but but again you know doug peterson like andy reed in philly you know was working with not a, a group of star receivers. And, and I think one of the funny things is watching um, Mac Hollins stepping up for Vegas. Yeah. You know, who was basically a, a fourth receiver in yep. Philadelphia, um, yep. you know, special teams guy, been on a few teams. But, you know, they're the kind of guys. Zay Jones has been a second guy, a third guy, you know, a bust originally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marvin Jones, same same kind same of deal. Same kind of space. You know, and getting those, using those guys is always re- really fun to watch because you can win with that. Um, it just takes more more things to go right than than winning with a superstar receiver who your quarterback can close his eyes and throw the ball up for mm-hmm. you know and and hopefully get the get the connection although one interesting thing i think last year i said quite definitively i thought Devontae adams was the best receiver in the nfl mm. um and you can almost see the difference in play between him and Aaron, him with Aaron Rodgers and him with Derek Carr, you know, it, which will get better, I assume. Yeah. And he, and he and Carr have history going back to sure. playing together at Fresno. Um, but, you know, I, it, it's just that little bit extra that Rodgers is, is so able to put the ball in the spot he wants which Carr can do. Carr's an accurate passer, but he—he's his real thing is seeing where that spot is. Needs to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In other, in other words, knowing as the receivers there and being covered that the only place that ball's going to be able to be caught is over the left shoulder, and right. that's before before the receivers made the cut. But he. Yeah. he, he he can like visualize that all, mm. all in his head. It's a great point. Let's talk Raiders because they're now 0-3, which um, is obviously a, a cause of serious concern for Josh McDaniels. On the final scoring drive, which of course they they punched in and then failed to convert the, the two-point conversion. So including that two-point conversion, there were 15 plays on that final drive, 14 of which were passes. And the only run was car scrambling. So yeah. why... Are they choosing not to get the run game going? Can well, they, they not? Is it their line? What's they the... were trying to establish the run, you know. They, and it's funny because I was thinking, I wonder if I could, I could establish a correlation between trying to establish the run with Josh McDaniels and what Patricia and Judge are doing with the Patriots now. Mm. You know, where where it's almost by the numbers, and you you know you could put a four year old in front there to guess what the plays are. Um, <laughs> that would be a great show, incidentally, if we did that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of, was it Henry? Was it Henry Hodgson who had the baby? He would put the baby on the couch. Was that his? Was that Damashek? Um, was it Damashek? Was it Damashek's baby or was yeah. it Henry's? Oh, maybe it was Henry's. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but it was on Damashek's show. Oh, yeah, Damashek's and then show, yeah. whichever way the baby fell over toward yeah. toward the two that helmets the or dolls, that was <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh We could try that. We could try, it. but but you know, and that's what the Patriots always did was they would always just try to establish the run, and then Brady would start passing if that's what you know was going to work more easily, um, and and if they couldn't say dominate in, in the run blocking this Patriots team and last year's as well was are built to be running teams. Mm. The problem is the NFL is not built to be a running league unless you have Derek Henry today, mm. um, who can break off a few big carries and, you know, but you, even with Henry, it's not a, it's not a sure thing. Well, as we've seen. Yeah. 
yeah. as 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 we speak. And um, so the rate is down at zero and three in that division. They they're lucky. Are, right? They're lucky that the the Chiefs and Chargers um, drop games. Yeah, both both drop both drop games, um, and the Chargers have a ton of injury problems now, mm-hmm. including Herbert, who yeah you know can't be feeling great um, despite. You know, he wasn't he was playing, then he wasn't going to play. Chase Daniels was going to be the starter. Then all of a sudden, game time decision, he's playing mm. again. Um and and he, he played gutty, but they they were always going to be behind and they couldn't run the ball against Jacksonville. So that that was that was the core of their problems. I think they threw 47, 48 times. Mm. Um and and that that makes it that's going to make it hard, harder to win. And I guess um, as well, Mike, with the with a rib injury, there is the significant risk that you're going to be out for a long time if you take a hit in that game immediately after right so the, the benefit of letting it heal for a week yeah and and the thing with ribs and this is cartilage not mm. it's not a broken rib apparently mm. it's torn cartilage it, it doesn't heal mm. you know it, as long as you're using it it's not going you the only cure for it is to just let it go and it could be worse and quite easily right it, yeah in the, oh yeah i yeah. mean you know tear tear it yeah. completely yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're gone but you know most of the time they they don't even wrap them up anymore i mean they'll wrap them up for protection but if you you know i broke a rib a few years ago and when when you do that they just you know tell you to live with see it see in six weeks yeah yeah it, it'll heal you know, on on that, the decision to play Jameis in the Saints game, different injury, of course, but was that a mistake? I don't know, because I don't know how bad that injury is. I, you know, I'm, I'm watching carefully when I see it, but I don't see it in his throwing motion, say. So I think it, what we've seen in the last two weeks is a kind of reversion to old Jameis. Where with the badly judged interceptions, yeah. the, the, the wild throws, that there was a fumble last week, you know, where, where he didn't sense the rush coming. Um, but that's the kind of thing I think you might be able to attribute to that instinctive urge to protect yourself mm-hmm. um, from taking a big hit, uh, so that you're releasing the ball a little bit early, or mm-hmm. you're releasing it. You know, you're making you're not making the right decision because you just want to get rid of the ball. I mean. Tua did that on one play where he kind of released the ball before he even had it. I mean, because <laughs> like wow. he was trying trying to beat That's the rush, and that yeah. and that was you know he missed he missed the pass. Um, but but yeah. Um, I think that's where that's where it might be more more significant in the in the sense of conscious or even unconscious protect kind mm. of the way guys run coming yeah. back from knee injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more so in the hit. old yeah. days when they didn't heal as quickly. But you know, you don't quite trust that knee to mm. for the cut. So you yeah. don't cut so you don't cut. You know, you're you're yeah. not quite comfortable on it yet. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great point. The uh, Eagles you mentioned earlier looking good. I'm, in contrast, I'm quite disappointed in them, Mike, to be honest. I have to say, I don't make this be a popular opinion, but they had four sacks in the first quarter against Washington, which means <laughs> they were on pace for 16. And they yeah. only got nine. They yeah. took their foot off the gas. I, you know, Carson Wentz just let him down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, the, boy. Problem, yeah, the problem with Wentz, and again, I, I used to go back to Wentz's injury as being a turning point in his yeah. career because he was a fairly mobile quarterback. Yeah. yeah, but it's sense of the rush. 
you know, he, he's got the physical ability to avoid a rush, but he doesn't seem to sense it very well. Mm. Um, you know, and then he makes terrible decisions, you know, as well and in, in, in ac- inaccurate throws. I mean, look at Joe Burrow this week. Who, who was scrambling around like crazy. I mean, he was turning yeah. and yeah. ducking and diving. And, you know, some weeks that'll work. And some weeks you're going to turn and right into somebody else, which is what happened the week before. But um, what's the bigger concern for them right now? The, the, the Bengals, that is the offensive line or the ground game. Well, I think they're related. I think the same guys who can't protect Burrow very well can't open very good holes for Joe Mixon. Mm. Um, although having said that, Perrine, P Ryan, um, got you know, going when he came in, got going a bit better um, than than Mixon, than Mixon was able to, mm. um, and because the Jets, I mean, they're not a bad team up front. You know, front seven for the Jets is 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 pretty strong. Um, to, but going back to Philly, I mean, the thing yeah. with, with Philly, and I said they they have a relatively easy schedule. You know, partly because that division's not that not going to be that challenging in the end. I don't think, but. Um, in um in the basic when the basic breakdown you make of a game when you look in the pits philly is very strong on both sides of the ball offensive line is good defensive line is good they're going to win a lot of those battles up front against a lot of the teams they play and if you win them on both sides of the ball you're, you're going to you know you're going to win the game even you're if in Carson Wentz if the if the Wentz Bowl is the um, you know, is the big story <laughs> now, here's my question mm. who lasts who lasts longer in mm. Washington Dan Snyder or oh, Ron Rivera or Carson Wentz yeah because one of the big one of the big stories was that you know Apparently, the NFL is considering or the owners are considering the the problem with those votes is and it takes three quarter. It takes 24 of the 32 owners. This is considering ousting Snyder, basically, from ownership. Yeah, Yeah. making Snyder sell the team, basically. Mm. Um, I don't know who votes for Green Bay. I assume the club president does um, because they obviously, you know, they're owned by the power to the people, by the Mm. people of Green Bay. but a lot of those owners won't vote for Snyder to go, even if they think it's the right thing, because they're all thinking I'm next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sets a precedent. There's there's a whole lot of guys who, if you were making that cue, yeah. you know, and it starts in Cleveland and maybe yeah. goes to Miami. And, you know, there, there's quite yeah. a quite a few of those guys. Who are, he's fine. That's probably dad's argument, isn't it? When he's talking to yeah. them about it uh, on that, you'll know your list of who's first out of the door in Washington, Jack Del Rio on that list as well. Our favorite. Well, that would be a way of dodging the bullet for, Mm. for Rivera. I'm not sure he would want to do that, but you know, I, I suspect that since Rivera is a defensive coach, that Mm. his faith in Jack Del Rio to deliver the defense he wants must still be there. Um, Why is that happening? Why we don't share it. (laughs) <laughs> but Ron does. We, don't, we haven't uh, shared it since we were doing all those Jacksonville games. Oh, we love Del Rio. Uh, the, as we always have, in the same way, we always have to mention Mike McCartney, Kirk uh, Cousins' agent. Every time we talk, Kirk Cousins always got a reference that uh, Jack Del Rio, the cultural coordinator, <laughs> most likely to own a strip club. Every time we say that. The Washington D, though, particularly the front, this super talented front, is underperforming. Oh, they've underperformed for two or three yeah, years, yeah, you exactly. know, basically. What? So why is it? That has to be the coaching. Um, yes, I mean, it, you know, sometimes you want to blame the players, um, you know, kind of like, um, 
kind of like the post office blaming the workers, you know, when when they make 900 million in profit and mm-hmm. give 500 away in dividends and then say they can't pay the workers because they they won't make a profit. <laughs> um, right. it, it's it's kind of like, but they're all first round draft picks yeah. who've pretty much underachieved, mm. you know, and and it's not. Is it positional coaching? Is it scheming? Or is it just that the players were misevaluated? They're not that good or they're not. Is it they're not being given the chance to be that good? I can't see that latter point holding up. What about the mediocrity of the offense over that time as well? That's got to have some bearing, right? That if they're yeah, on the field, I mean, and that, that's that's unquestionable, you know. But again, the indecision over Cousins was probably not a coaching decision. Mm. Uh, it, it was probably a front office decision, and the inability to replace Cousins uh, is partly a. It's mostly a front office decision, I would mm. think. I can't see Ron Rivera saying, this guy's not my quarterback of the future. Um, I'm not going to play with him, you know, mm. or, you know, or if he does say it, if they, it, they're they listening to him, if, if that's what they want to do. Um, but he's got to be, you know, he's got to be high on the list of, of, um, of people to go. Mm. Um, Mike McCarthy, you reminded me, you know, is still is still up on the, up on that list um, as well, and and Matt Rule, um, mm. which is also interesting because Carolina has played, they've played three pretty good games yeah. defensively in a, in a row, and their offense is nowhere. Mayfield looks awful. He's mm. clearly not being. And remember, Rule fired Joe Brady last year as offensive coordinator. He's now. He's now the quarterbacks coach in Buffalo mm. behind I'm not a psychopath, Ken Dorsey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great quote, actually. And I'm not really that bad a psychopath. He said, as after tearing up the. Uh, <laughs> if anyone tells you that they're not a psychopath, you could pretty much look into You know what that reminded me of? Yeah, it reminded me of. Um, you pregame, but. Uh, <laughs> of, no, of John. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember his name. The, the, the British referee, when I did the transatlantic referee wrestling challenge yeah. and i was i was making fun of him all the time of being old and unable to see and mm. and biased and so and finally he left the ring and he came and to attack me behind the announcer's table but all he did was mess up the paper and stuff like that <laughs> and, and then as soon as he turned around i was saying you know he's lucky he didn't try to do you know do anything because i would have taken care of that old man you you know, was, such a good heel i like such a good heel. Know, it was great um but that that's what that's what dorsey that's what dorsey reminded me of speaking of great defenses not so much the offense the broncos two and one despite everything that's going horribly wrong offensively but the defense is is the reason they've allowed just 11.6 points per game in the defense getting yeah again yeah and i'm a little surprised i'm a little surprised by that mm-hmm. um they do have some quality plays but they don't really have the quality pass rusher that right you thought you thought they depended it depended on um but they've been getting you know good good contributions from from the rest of the um from the rest of the d um jimmy g jimmy g doing a dan orlovsky mm-hmm. you know got a lot of attention but people were ignoring the fact that it actually helped them because he threw a pick six on the play so if he had, sure. if he if he sure. hadn't stepped out of the end zone more, right? for a safety, it would have cost them seven, right? Right. <laughs> in, instead of instead of just two, um, he's always thinking that Jimmy G. Always yeah. thinking. I mean, San Francisco's a good defensive team as well, which is why sure. I 
you know why I thought the under on that was such a good bet. Yeah, uh, shout out to you and Propo. That was uh, to be. Propo's lock. Uh, um, lock of the week on edge rush. So good work, Cole. But the question with Denver is why is the offense not so good? Because Russell Wilson was supposed to inject this with with. Uh, a group of quality skill players. I mean, obviously the offensive line is part part of the problem there, but yeah. the other problem is that they're they're not letting Russ cook. Um, I don't think it's Russ gonna isn't, be a... is, uh, isn't a, able to cook. Um, mm. He doesn't look like the same Russell Wilson, does he? I don't think though. He definitely doesn't. But I don't think it's necessarily going to be a, an enduring problem for the season. I think it is representative of some of the things you talked about at the top of the show, Mike. But also, it's a First time head coach, a brand new situation for the quarterback. They've got to come together. And a lot of the challenges are that lack of simpatico, right? That- I think I think that's a good part of it. And and I wonder, but I wonder how you deal with it because we talked about, I think it was last week, probably, you know, because we saw Nathaniel Hackett in Jacksonville. Mm. We saw him or we didn't see him in Green Bay, which is the role of a quarterback's coach, is not to be seen or heard. Um, although Tom <laughs> Clemens is that. the exception to that because Rogers Rogers likes talking to him. Um, so you know, I have no faith in his ability to build an offense, but I thought they had the ingredients there to, you know, let Russ cook. You know, mm-hmm. I, I keep drawing the comparison. Russell in Seattle was very much like Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in the sense that he made plays by keeping them alive mm. that extra few seconds and letting letting the receivers run. And and I get the sense that he is feeling restrained by whatever sort of system Hackett wants to run, mm. but he's not executing it and, and he should be perfectly able to execute it. You know, um they've got the running the runners to be able to play to do play action, which right. is what Wilson did in college, um, at least with, in Wisconsin. Mm. So, yeah, so I, I actually don't get that one, you know, very much. Um, but, I mean, the other point in this, offensively, Denver didn't put points, but they did control time of possession. Mm. And again, you with with San Francisco, that's one of the things you want to do is to make them be a drop back passing team, not a play action passing team. Um, you know, they had no not much running game going, and they didn't really have a whole lot of receiving apart, um, you know, from deep from from Debo, and it was all short short stuff. Yeah, um, it, there were a couple of other. I mean, the biggest upset, obviously, I think, is Jacksonville. Miami over Buffalo, Indy, KC, Jacksonville over the Chargers are all upsets. Carolina over New Orleans, not not so much so. But but I thought um, Atlanta played really well in Seattle. Yeah. I had actually yeah. picked Seattle as a best bet, thinking that their defense would be too much for Atlanta, even though their defense isn't that good. But at home, you know, we had seen it. Um, Arthur Smith seems to be, they, they seem to be rounding into what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, in terms of play at Mariota and play mm. a, and play action and two tight ends, who neither of whom was really, you know, one is Drake London is a wide receiver and the other mm. is Pitts, who's a wide receiver. Wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but but Corderell's carrying on. They looked like they knew what they were doing, and that yeah. was yeah. Corderell, I just had a great game. You know, yeah. um, he's not Derrick Henry, but they're they're using him in the same kind of sense. And I remember mm. one of the plays they showed on Red Zone. The announcers were marveling at how he runs upright, like 
like like when he's returning kicks and, mm. and is 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 looking for where that hole is. And what people don't realize is that he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's not Derrick Henry weight, but he's I think they I think six four, two twenty-eight, something like that is what mm. they list him at. You know, he's he's a big, strong guy, which is always a problem if you can get him through through that first hole. And um so that impressed me. And the Rams impressed me, even though they didn't play very well um overall but they had a lot of guys out too you know if you want mm. the two la teams between them had an injury list that could create a, a third team if, <laughs> if, if you wanted to and arizona looked awful again and, mm. and the rams didn't let them do that kind of last you know, end, end of the game breakdown mm. kind, kind of stuff which is and i don't know what you know i keep saying this but he, kyler murray can't if the defense plays him correctly he can't do the every down consistency stuff you mm. kind of need to do to stay in games early and kingsbury doesn't seem to to have, have a answer, clue yeah. As, yeah. as 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 to as to how to get that um get that to happen mm. and um He's got to be alongside Matt Rule, doesn't he? The Kingsbury. I, I think he's climbing up there but his contract may prohibit mm. you know may, may may make them take two or three two or three extra looks before before they actually do that. You've you got know? to pay for that condo. Hey, we haven't talked Bucks Packers. Speaking of injury lists, it's kind of hard to judge this Bucks offense because they were without Goblin and Evans, of course, and, and Julio as well. Donovan Smith on the line was out. And Brady, <laughs> nevertheless, had quite a tidy game, 31 of 42, 271. Both strong defenses, so it's hard to judge either offense. A little bit, I, I guess, looking at, at Denver and being hypercritical uh, of the Broncos going up against that 49ers D. I guess you could apply that to, to both of these offenses. Yeah, and at the beginning of the game, it looked like Green Bay was was back into offensive sync. Yeah. Know? And Rodgers was bringing in those those other receivers who, mm. um, you know, who he was otherwise prone um, to ignore. But Tampa's defense put a, put a sort of end to that. Um the second half, they both looked tired. I, I think it was it was another, um, particularly Green Bay, another one of those heat heat days that in Florida. That, mm. um, but Brady, I'm not going to say it's a lack of trust, but it's a similar situation with Ron. It's hard yeah. to keep drives going if you can't trust your guys on the on those. Going back to Kyle, those third and six plays yeah. where you yeah, yeah, need yeah. to convert, you're not sure where you're going to go, and there's that moment of hesitation before you say, "Oh, what? Right. Oh, I've got to, I've got to throw to him. He's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He's the only option. guy who's going to get there." You know, on and, that, so Mike, on and, that point, and to be fair, the difference between Green Bay and Tampa in that circumstance was that Green Bay was running the ball. Mm. They got they got a decent amount of good running from Dylan mm. and Jones, and that was the difference because Fournette was, you know, was it was a rolling Fournette wasn't giving them that. On that point, you're spot on. The Packers held the Bucks to two from 11 on third down. So they only converted two of those 11 third down opportunities. So, yeah, spot on. Uh, I am Mike. Uh, one more for the road before we get out of Dodge. Oh, here's a good one. Mm. Okay. Two Adam Thielen. Adam mm. Thielen got his mm. 50th touchdown catch on a play where no one covered him in the end zone, which mm. I said, you know, one of the great strategies being a football coach would be to tell your team to cover Adam Thielen when you're in the end zone. So he, he became the fourth, the fourth undrafted wide receiver with 50 touchdown catches in his career. Wow. Sorry, not wide receiver, receiver, which Mm. gives it away. One of them's a tight end. Um, 
who are the other three? Oh boy. Okay. So undrafted 50 touchdowns. One of them's a tight end. Mm. Oh, now see, I don't know. I'm thinking of a tight end drafted positions, Gonzalez or Gates? Gates. They, Gates. Gonzalez okay. was drafted. Yeah. Was he drafted? Antonio, Antonio Gates, was, Gates was a basketball player. In That's college. right. And he, flipped, he wasn't yeah. drafted. So like, he's the top one. He has 116. Mm. The guy at 50 was is an ex-Dolphin. Is it ex-Finn? Briefly an ex-Dolphin. Uh, mm. Who else? Give me other Who you've players. met. I've met him? Yeah. We've worked with him. No, but you've met him. Uh, oh, do we wait, where do, do we meet him in do we meet him in at New England? O- you met him at the Oval where he was playing Oval. soccer. I wasn't there, so I haven't met no, him. No, okay, you didn't meet him at the Oval Play. <laughs> Wes Welker has oh, fit, Wes Welker. has Felker ah, okay. uh, has of course, Yeah, and the other guy's Rod Smith from the from the Broncos mm. of the Smith and McCaffrey days. Um, mm. Rod, Rod Smith was has sixty eight. Where just, did Thielen play um, play college ball? Where did who? Where did Thielen play college? Um, Minnesota Mankato. I think oh, okay, he's a local boy. Yeah, local boy. Local boy. Uh, my last uh, one for you, Mike. My one for the road. The Bears win, but Justin the Bears Fields, win. The Bears. The Bears. Uh, Fields had just eighty-two net passing yards, two fumbles, <laughs> and two interceptions as well. How worried at the moment should Bears fans be that he's maybe not the guy? Pretty worried. Um, I mean, I, I had picked Houston in that. That was one of my um, Houston was getting two and a half, but I picked Houston outright. Um, in that game. And I really thought they would, they would win that. Mm. Um, Khalil Herbert was the best Herbert of the weekend. <laughs> yes, he was. You know? and, that. and um, that, I, I would be, I, I, I don't see any long-term future, um, but I've said that before, you know, and fields is at the stage maybe now that Jalen hurts was at in the last couple of games of his rookie season. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to if you're going to use that, you have to build an offense around him that will, will at least give him opportunities to bat. But they're basically not even running a, a a single wing offense. They're kind of just letting fields go, you know, scramble out. And that's that's not a good recipe. You know, mm. if you're going to run, let him. But if you want him to be a runner, do what Baltimore's done with Lamar Jackson, do what the what the Eagles have done with with Kurt with Hertz, you know, and, and that also involves giving him some targets, you know, yeah. who you can, de- who you can depend on. Uh, it is which- a loaded deck, I think for, for fields, you know, last season uh, and that, you know, with the coaching in particular and this year, just the lack of talent around him. What are you, what are you expecting? Uh, yeah. And, you know, nevertheless, and, and that's, you know, you've got a new administration in. So, you know, so that's, that's kind of, um, it's kind of not uh, it's on the previous administration so far, but that you only, mm. that doesn't give you a very much, um, uh, very much of a leeway to sort of uh, or to use as, as an excuse. You know, a lot of quarterback. We talk about coaches on the hot seat, Mike. A lot of quarterbacks are, are on the hot seat in flux. You look at a lot of quarterback situations. It could be a significant number of changes next season. I, I well, next week. Um, it, you <laughs> sure. know, I, no, I'm serious. If yeah, I'm yeah, Carolina, I'm I'm seriously doubting 
Um, Where are they going to go? Whether whether Baker, you know, well, they go to Sam Darnold. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, really? well, I know, <laughs> I, I know that's the problem, you know, yeah. that, that, but that was, you know, many of us said, well, Baker's been better than Sam Darnold. You know, mm. what he, what he'll do is, is bring a certain kind of consistency there. But it's, yeah. so far that consistency has been all bad. Um, <laughs> presumably right. Mac Wilson is back next week. Zach start, Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Mac start, Wilson might be back as well. And starting for the Jets. Um, so, so that happens. Um, obviously Jimmy G is out in San Francisco at the end of the season, regardless of what happens. Um, and they so win the be, Super Bowl and he goes. Yeah. I don't think Geno Smith is you think going they win to the, the Super Bowl and he goes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but but I mean, they're in with a if shot. They do. You know, if they do, I like the, I like them better than most people do. But mm. um, I I don't I don't see him staying. I mean, they. Um, That's a pretty good mic drop if they if he does that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his contract is designed so he doesn't stay. You know, yeah. he, they can't keep him. Um, they yeah. can't franchise him. Um, so I, I would assume his value as a Super Bowl winner with San Francisco yeah. makes him more attractive. Um, to some to some other teams, um, mm. so that's there's that's four right. Gino is is not your long term answer in Seattle. That's yeah, you know that's and the the thing is the draft Washington's quarterback draft Washington Wentz is is a proven non the Giants Danny Dimes he's probably gone um, because Dayball at best I think is is trying to contain him Mm. you know stop him from harming uh, (laughs) kind of yeah it's not the you know trying to stop him from losing games um, which they've done a good in the first two weeks um, and we'll see what they do tonight Um, so now you're you know now you're up to have to Brady Brady's Brady's not coming back New Orleans Um, New Orleans is probably yeah Jameis you'll want to move up onward and upward um, the titans if things don't play him, out Tannehill's getting a lot of criticism anyway they look like they're going to move on at some point Tannehill's probably borderline yeah. um oddly enough i think atlanta might be satisfied with Mariota yeah. by the by the end of the season yeah yeah um which nobody probably figured out indianapolis yeah. has an opening indy um yeah, so, so you quite know, a chunk there's chunk. there's quite a and minnesota might be ready to move on from kirk that's called um, Mike McCartney. He's time yeah, to, and, to and add his deficit. Detroit will probably feel the need to move on from from Jared Goff. Um, the yeah, pressure, I, I should say, not the need, the need. pressure. Goff, Goff's he's playing, playing pretty well. well. Yeah, he has. But, he yeah, has. but he's playing about as well as he can play. That's yeah. the, you know, if and so if you're thinking, I've got to get over the hump with a mm. veteran quarterback, you know, you signed Tom Brady. <laughs> Giselle's going to love Detroit. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, uh, you can catch him at Carlson Sports on Twitter. Uh, Mike Carlson FMT is the Patreon column. Go subscribe to that for his stylings and profilings here each and every Monday <laughs> throughout the season on the NC Show. Good to catch up, bud. Look after yourself. Yep, always. Take care. Take care, bro. I'm Mike's back next Monday, each and every Monday. You can count on it. We are locked and loaded for week four. Get involved with our listener league, as I mentioned at the top. Win those tickets to Jags Broncos. Who doesn't want to see that electric Broncos offense in action? Hey, gang, we got a lot coming your way this week. FFS, the Guru Sandrini rolling. Edge Rush, we're going to be uh, previewing week four with our friend Shane Vereen as well. All kinds of goodness ahead of the first NFL London game of the season, which incidentally you can hear live from the Tottenham Stadium 
over on TalkSport 2. I'm going to be there. Christian Scott and Williamson, Propo in the house. Plenty more, so make sure you're joining us live for that one if you can't get to the game. We're back later on this week with more. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Podcast Network.